This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What Billy up? This is the game. Yeah. It's a uh, cat and mouse. Smoked a turkey. <laughs> He is down. He is freaking down. Said he shot an absolute giant. Fall Obsession, baby. Welcome back, everybody, to another Fall Obsession podcast episode, episode number 45. Pretty awesome that uh, that we're continuing to be able to do this for you guys, coming out with a new episode every Monday morning. Appreciate you guys continuing to listen. We are once again sitting in the outstanding man cave of our good buddy, Chance Nelms. Chance, welcome back, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again. This is awesome. Yeah, it's always a good time. And then sitting next to me is our co-host for today. You guys know him, our media production manager, Nick Powell. What's up, Nick? Hey, what's up? So you guys hopefully have already listened to a couple of awesome episodes that we've done with Chance and another special guest, Brody Aiken, um, here in the past couple weeks. Been really awesome to hear some cool stories and uh, just hang out and have a good time with these guys. And again, Chance, thank you so much for for hosting us. We this is an awesome place to do this, and we love it. So cool. you're welcome. Thanks for coming out. So guys, before we get into the meat of today's discussion, we are gonna give a shout out to our friends over at Vapel Products. Um, we're very grateful to our partnership with them. They've been putting some quality attractant products in our hands for a couple seasons now. I know I've been using it this year. Nick, you used it. We used it on some public land earlier this year yep. as well. So um, we've, we've been using this stuff. It's effective. We've field tested. It's field tested and proven by us and our, our staffers across the country. And on top of everything, it's affordable to the everyday hunter um, like you and me. So it's, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. So go to vapleproducts.com, see what they have to offer, pick you up some just to try, and uh, see the difference for yourself. So. All right, we are recording this kind of early to mid-December, and hunting season is still going on, but, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel, sort of, ish, for some. (laughs) 
but you, Chance, have had quite the year so far this year when it comes to putting deer on the ground. <laughs> Lucky, first off, and then we want to get into that discussion today and talk about, is it four deer total that you've, that you've put down this year so far? Yeah, so far four, four deer, and that's uh, a couple states, so definitely been blessed uh, to have the time off and the money to go. And Yeah, man, four, it, it, four bucks. Yeah, yep. yeah, four yep. bucks. Yeah. So, three white tails and a muley, right? Three white tails and a mule deer. So we'll start. We'll we'll leave the we'll leave the mule deer for last. We'll get we'll talk okay. about that one last. But let's uh, let's. I know you've been on here before. Give guys just a, a a brief rundown on on who you are and environment you hunt. Yeah. And so we'll dive into this. Uh, name's Champs Nelms. Um. Uh, Live in North Texas, just uh, in between Gainesville and Sanger. So, yeah. Um, hunt up in towards the Panhandle area. And, uh, man, I was just fired up about this season because everybody I know that hunts and everybody's throwing uh, trail cam pictures of just just stud whitetails. And it was, it was looking to be just an awesome uh, season. Yeah. And, uh, so I was, I just had an itch, man. I couldn't, couldn't get out there fast enough. And, uh, season started a little late this year. I guess it was, I don't know, a week, a week later than normal or, or so, you know, mm-hmm. thought it was going to start that, that weekend of, of Halloween. And it, it didn't this year as it, it was that next weekend, but got to take, uh, my oldest kiddo, my daughter on that youth. And it, that's when the season really kicked off and, um, she's crazy busy with, junior year high school and college and everything else but we we slipped away for that actually just two hunts just that saturday and uh and sunday morning of that youth weekend because i had to i had to work on at the firehouse but anyways so that's when it really started was that weekend um hunted saturday night of youth saw a ton of deer a couple of good up-and-comer bucks and then it all happened uh sunday morning that next morning we had we ended up seeing like 60 something deer that morning um, but we had, uh, it was one of those things, our, our, we, we had a big wheat field, um, but it wasn't in yet. And we're one section off the river up there. And, uh, anyways, we caught these deer and they were, they were having to come two miles farther than they normally do. And we caught, uh, a little bachelor group of three bucks coming across the wheat field that I would say normally are probably already back bedded by this time. And it was, you know, just, just light, you know, seven thirty in the morning. Um, a nice four-year-old buck, uh, a really nice five-year-old buck, and uh, a giant that was, I'm thinking he was five, maybe six-year-old, but yeah. he was uh, second biggest deer I've ever seen out hunting. He was a legitimate uh, Boone and Crockett 10-point, just a clean 10. Uh, if, you're, if you're thinking about a perfect deer, that's that's who he was. I'm decent at scoring offhand, and I'm thinking he was 182 to 185. Um just a stud and uh ended up being the biggest deer that i've ever actually had an opportunity uh a shot wise and my daughter didn't see him at first uh we watched we watched him come across this pasture and his like i said it's a good way so it was over a mile we watched him for probably 30 minutes and uh we didn't see the big one at first and we saw the 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 second one which was a stud and uh anyways we actually actually get a shot on him but uh i think a little buck fever and and all went to play so it would have been her second buck and she was 
she was uh, really excited and fired up. And, <laughs> as yeah, any, that, that as anyone would be. Yeah, yeah that yeah. happens. But that's how the season started, so I just knew, along with everybody else I've been seeing in our truck and pictures, that, man, this is going to be one of those epic seasons. And uh, So that next weekend, man, I was ready, and it, it started off hot and heavy. We had a, a lot of deer showing up, a lot of bucks that we didn't have uh, sightings of that were showing up every day. It just, it just kept coming into play, but it was hot man mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's been hot for a, a long time it was hot here man. in texas and, and in fact i was sending uh pictures to my other buddies and my dad that was hunting with me out there i'd, I'd make it to the stand try not to be soaked you know right and sitting on the ground in some spots try not to be soaked and man i would i'd get there and i'd kick off my boots and take off my socks and it, it would help me cool off but it was just <laughs> it was funny pictures with you know <laughs> I sent to him yeah. with, <laughs> with my feet out in the sun but anyways man it 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 was hot and uh, the big bucks weren't moving. A lot of deer were moving, but just not the right ones. We're, you know, we're trying to shoot mature bucks out there, you know, five plus. And uh, everybody was asking back at camp. We'd come back to camp. Have you seen anything? Yeah, but not a lot of activity. Uh, we are running feeders out there as well, but man, the, the deer weren't coming to those either. Uh, hmm. I think they were just hot like we were and they were laid up. Anyways. Yeah. Man, it all came together on November 10th. And, uh, that evening, I had a, a real nice, mature uh, five-year-old eight-point come in and got him. And uh, he was he was on some does and got back to camp, cleaned him up. Everybody's talking about it. And I was like, man, I think it's about to happen. Yeah. Uh, just the way that mature deer was acting on those, on those does. And, uh, man, the next day, uh, November 11th, it happened. I had a, another giant. Uh, come in the first buck on the 10th was a, was a good mature deer but he wasn't a he wasn't a giant a wall hanger you know quality deer <clears throat> but that next morning man i had a, he ended up going 148 as, wow. a, as an eight with a couple of kickers mm. 148 seven eighths and uh just a nice mature buck real real nice deer but man he about gave me a heart attack you know he's one of those he was chasing hard and uh i had him in the scope twice about to take a shot type thing and he would he would chase her, you know, and I was like, man, I'm not going to get a shot at this guy. He was, he wouldn't come out of the creek area and finally came out into a little draw where I had a, a shooting lane uh, trimmed up and I got him, dropped him right there. And man, <laughs> you know, two, two mature deer back to back hunts. It was awesome. You know, that's crazy. Got him back to camp. You know, Hey, this thing, he was on a doe chasing hard and it's, it's happening. Um, well, at that, that place was uh, a second property I got, and the ranch we hunt splits uh, a couple. Actually, I think it splits three counties, but I got two places on in two counties. So one's a one-buck county, the other one's a two-buck county uh, without the restrictions. And uh, fired up, and I was like, man, I'm, you know, I got another tag, another buck tag anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two doe tags as well, but I usually keep those to go out and shoot with, with family. But then I hunted that afternoon on the 11th, and... I had another another really good deer, uh, six-year-old buck come out um, right up there as well, pushing 150 class, and this all went down within 24 hours, and oh I'm, I'm tagged out on my bucks, and it's crazy, just an unreal season, yeah. So, so three three bucks in 24 hours, less than 24, less yeah. than 24 hours. Oh my word, three 140 pluses. Yeah. So the. Um, haven't scored that smaller deer but yeah he's he's a nice deer i don't know if he'll go 140 but hmm. maybe uh probably not but 
the other two, 147 and 148, uh, a lot of character to them. That last one. Uh, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll work, I guess. But yeah. right. <laughs> G2s and G3s, 13 inches, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. The only thing he was missing was width, but, I mean, he's got all the, everything else, just mm-hmm. character to him. Cool deer. G- great hunt. So I was done as far as my bucks. Yeah, so, I mean, it was an unreal season. We had uh, had my three uh, good mature bucks at camp. Uh, another guy at camp, good buddy, Waylon Langford. Uh, if you guys might remember him, he was on a podcast a while back. Yeah, yeah. Pro uh, Staffer. He's a pro staffer. Got yeah, pro staffer. <laughs> Wish I was. Um, you could be. He had a solid six-year-old buck as well with the eight-and-a-half-inch drop tine. You know, just crazy deer yeah. uh, for the season. Uh, another buddy out there got a another giant just shy of 160 just solid mature deer and everybody was just on cloud nine i mean our we got a little freezer out there for guys that are lucky enough to get a, a trophy and uh, we were out of space so <laughs> you, filled, a, you filled it up you yeah. filled it up <laughs> not a bad uh, problem to have but man i everybody else is having an awesome awesome season as well so the weather something was right this year mm-hmm. and uh it felt good to be tagged out for sure that's cool i know Waylon, he he had a nice buck that he shot up there. I, I think we posted a picture of that. Yep. Not too long after he sure shot did. it, um, mutual friend of all of ours, Justin, he shot a, he shot yep. a nice yep. buck. Solid year. It's, it's been a it's yeah. You're right. You said his was one sixties. Uh, he was just shy. Just uh, shy one sixty. Yeah, one fifty eight. That's change. right. That's right. Uh, and that was actually the youngest deer brought into camp that, that this year. Um, he's one of those one F deers. What it you know. Yeah, yeah. But man, you know, you got one one buck tag. It's it's hard to pass up a one fifty eight. Absolutely, change. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I probably would have a hard time doing it myself yeah. for sure. So the one uh, the one your daughter missed, he's still out there, huh? I hope so. Uh, we talked to the the neighbors that hunt. I say neighbors. You know, we're hunting big properties, but right. uh, that's a deer that I would definitely would have thought somebody would have had pictures of or something and nobody's had sighting since but really like i said he was uh i think he was at least six he might have been a seven-year-old and he's just one of those deers he he got another lesson and i'm sure he went nocturnal after that mm-hmm. um and that was early in the season so we were really hoping to see him whenever the rut uh really kicked in but we didn't but yeah man i talk about a heartbreaker because she was uh she was pretty upset. She's pretty shaken up about that. Yeah, I, I um, would be too. Yeah, yeah. It was a it no was doubt. a long shot, but it wasn't anything she hasn't made before. So right. I mean, it was just, man, I, I get excited just going as well. And that, <laughs> you let that buck fever kick in, and it, oh man, it can uh, affect the shot for sure. Yeah, and that's that's part of it. That's why that's why we go is for that. Absolutely, that buck fever. It's all about feeling, the excitement. So. Absolutely, so, yeah. it's really cool if you, that you could share that with your daughter yeah, as it, well let her experience that because i think that as someone who uh was kind of brought up in deer hunting and started real young that's one thing that hooked me you mm-hmm. know i think that hooks all of us so hopefully from now yeah. on she'll be hooked just like we are it was one of those deer that you got that uh that image imprinted in your mind yeah mm-hmm. no matter if you got the harvest or not it's you'll be able to close your eyes and see the the beauty of that thing it was just yeah. a beast you know he was uh we got big deer up there where we're at and this one was a legit 300 pound white tail buck just Massive. in his prime and ready for the record book so wow maybe he'll be there 
maybe we'll get him next year. Maybe so. Hope so. That's why we go back. Yeah, you're you're, <laughs> you're a little tagged out at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> right. for sure. I'm done. I'm done for the year. I say that I'm going back. Uh, I guess the weekend before Christmas to take uh, my niece to hopefully harvest her first deer. So there you go. Maybe he'll show up for that. That'd be a crazy mm. story, huh? <laughs> She'd she'd be ruined at that she'd point. Be ruined yeah. just <laughs> Absolutely, that are just crazy hooked, and then he he comes out at freaking fifty yards. No, you're not allowed to. <laughs> Do not you, shoot that deer. You cannot shoot that deer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it didn't stop there. It uh, you know, I was gonna say as we mentioned, you also got a muley yeah. this year, and that was in New Mexico, correct? It's in New Mexico. We're uh, thirty-four miles or so north of Rio Doso. Gotcha. Uh, on a great ranch, and that was out of the blue, wasn't planned. Um, I was going to ask how the opportunity even man, came just, about. So I got a good buddy, Chad Corbin. Uh, he's uh, he's living the dream, man. He's uh, owns his own business, and he hunts all over the United States, and in fact, the world. He was actually scheduled to go to New Zealand to hunt tar and red stag this year until the the COVID-19 messed that up but he's still scheduled for it but he's just living the dream and uh a great dude on top of all that but he's been hunting with this guy uh with canine country outfitters and he hunts New Mexico uh Texas he hunts all over the place uh top notch uh top shelf outfitter uh hunts with that guy and I would say they're they're basically just friends now and uh anyways Canine Country's been trying to get on this ranch in uh, New Mexico for a couple seasons. Um, hadn't been able to get access to it. Uh, and it was like a last-minute thing. Got access to it. Huh. Uh, Grande Vista is the name of the ranch. It's 67,000 acres. Wow. Um, anyways, got access to it, and it came with landowner tags. So uh, had two rifle tags. That's quite the deal for that season and one archery tag and uh and he literally called me i guess on wednesday this is the the seasons that started that saturday before thanksgiving and ran till wednesday before thanksgiving and that's the season the the five days and uh he called me he's like hey man can you go on this and i was like man i'm off work i'm done buck hunting here I was blessed with the overtime this year and had the had the cash on hand and uh i said man i'm in He's like, you got somebody else can go with you? And I was like, man, I don't know if I can get... I, so I called around, couldn't get anybody to commit last minute. Decent amount of money, too, you know, and then yeah. going into Thanksgiving, so nobody could go. And he ended up saying, well, I, I'm going to go with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of surprised his... Uh, that weekend was actually his daughter's 16th birthday oh. and surprised her with, with the mule deer tag hunt. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Uh, that is quite the birthday gift. Oh, my goodness. Jeez, I should just talk about that. She ended up getting like a 180-something class meal no there. No joke. Uh, Dang. Just a stud. Anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll tell my story, and it leads into her story. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I man, we load up, eight-hour drive, straight out 380. Uh, get there, meet Ty for the first time. We, In my opinion, we became friends uh, right off the bat. And uh, so we drive out to this ranch, and, man, we, we go through the gate, and it's 14 miles to the house, and it's just one of those cool places, you know, and... Uh, so that that was on Friday. Uh, the next next morning, Saturday is opening morning. We get up, and uh, we kind of get the lay of the land. He'd been on the ranch before, so he had a good idea of, of where some deer would be. Man, we hunted hard all day. Uh, saw a few deer. Uh, 
saw one buck that uh, I say one buck, one, one decent buck. Uh, and they, they didn't have a lot of deer there. There wasn't a lot, uh, at least that what we saw. And it might've been, um, the time, the time of year and the, and the weather, the weather was pretty warm. Yeah. But we had a good idea for, uh, the next day. So we, we finished out the day, uh, locating these on on one of the mountains that they had on the ranch and i think they had five like <laughs> legitimate mountains on this ranch which is kind of crazy to that think is about. crazy oh so we had a good idea of of where they were and actually this this uh, mountain they the rancher called it buck mountain i don't know if that's an official name but that's what they called it and uh so we got up the next morning early got over there uh glassed and this is it's kind of uh valley prairies wide open uh, almost what you would think of seeing buffalo on into these mountains that had the you know the cedars and the different uh, little scrub oaks and stuff so it was pretty cool hunting and we we located a stud absolute nice deer probably mid 170s i would think uh just a big big heavy mature uh mule deer and we had some weather coming in but it looked like it was pretty good ways from us anyways we I don't remember the exact yardage, but we were pretty good ways from this deer. Um, and we, we were slipping up on him. We literally had probably 20 yards to go to get in position to make a shot on this guy. And the weather hit, and it was like white out. Mm. Wasn't snow, it was fog. Mm-hmm. And it went to literally like 30-yard visibility. Oh, man. <clears throat> and we're like, dang, you know, we, we were almost there. And uh, we're like, well, we know where he's at type thing. Um this is going to pass, you know? Well, it didn't. <laughs> the whole rest of the Sunday, we didn't get to hunt. I mean, it was literally the best visibility the rest of the day was maybe 100 yards. And uh, so, yeah, it was kind of disappointing that we finally got one. Yeah. Or, you know, located. So then the next morning we get up, man, the, we get up early. The fog's still there. Or like So we kind of waited it out a little bit. Finally started kind of lifting where we could glass a little bit, but still not conditions where we were glassing uh about 600 yards is about as, is about as far as we get glass which it seems like a long ways but whenever you're out in that country man you, mm-hmm. we were you know that first day we were glassing a mile you know yeah um but we got on some deer and we got on them like early and uh located a nice buck and uh he was bedded down and we didn't get a real good look at him because of the fog but you could tell he was a mature deer and uh man ty the guy just like you you want to take him from here or you want to try to slip up on him i was like huh let's <laughs> the other day he kind of bit us in the butt trying to get a closer shot and i'm i'm comfortable shooting and uh i had my i, I hunt with a seven mag and and i had it i had it shooting good um but man we were we were hunting uh that saturday when the weather was nice they they had a dead buffalo out there and we were we shot some uh, coyotes off of it and he had a, uh, a newer cartridge that came out a couple of years ago. I think it was actually introduced in 2018. It's a 6.5 PRC, mm. which is the big brother to the Creedmoor. And if you guys haven't seen that thing, it's the ballistics on it are about the same as a 300 Wind Meg. But really? it's a 143-grain bullet. Anyways, he had this gun just dialed in. So I was like, hey, I, let me shoot your gun. And uh, he had it dialed in, had the, the range finders and all the ballistics in his uh, Leica and it. I mean, he had the right gear um, mm-hmm. and had it dialed in. And we ranged him real quick, dialed it in, 580 yards. And he said, take him when you're comfortable. And I squeezed it off and 
dropped him. He never even got up out of his bed. Wow. So it was it was really cool, man. It, and it's a totally different experience than uh, you know whitetail hunting sitting. Oh yeah, I do a lot of sitting uh, at a stand, whitetail hunting, but I also have you know we got one box blind and uh, some tripods and stuff. But the mule deer hunt was was really cool. Yeah. So we we dropped him. We're all high five and fired up. You know, just a nice just a donkey deer. You know, I wish we could have weighed him because he was he was three something. Yeah. He was just big old big old body big deer. old body deer. Get up on him. Nice buck. Uh, first mule buck. All excited. Get our pictures taken pretty good ways from the from the truck uh access so we uh we clean him up up on the mountain there and we get him off the mountain <clears throat> get back to where we were we hadn't moved our spotting scopes or anything from where i'd taken the shot and we we spot this second deer this this deer that i'm talking about with my buddy chad's daughter got to take uh-huh. we glass this guy for like an hour and a half and he was bedded <laughs> down just like mine and uh I mean, we keep looking at him, keep looking at him. We can't see his, his left side. It's like behind this tree. Looks decent on his right, but he's a, he's a pretty good ways. He was, I think, just shy of 1,000 yards from us. <laughs> look at him, look at him. My buddy Chad's like, hey, let's, let's go see if we can find something else. It's hard to tell anything about him. And Ty, the guy's like, I think we need to slip up on this deer and take a better look. And they, I said, I'll stay here and, and spot from here. You see how close you can get. They slipped up, got within 300 yards of him. And take him, and he's a 13-point mule deer, <laughs> mid-180s, just a stud. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. 16th birthday present, you know. <laughs> Golly. Well, she's ruined, too. <laughs> well. Ruined. <laughs> she's ruined. Doesn't ruin it. I don't know. She gets to go. They, He takes those girls hunting. And yeah, I bet he, they get plenty of opportunities. He's got some 180s, muleys. He's got one over two. He, he gets to go. He gets to go. And, Lucky. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. man, if you can go on a mule deer hunt, go. It's awesome. The hunting is totally different. I mean, you're hunting. It's a physical hunt. It, it's uh, it's different than sitting and standing. What was the elevation out there in New Mexico? We were uh, seven to 7,500. Okay. So it affected me, man. It was kicking my butt. And just for the listeners who don't know, that was a third of a mile shot, 580 okay. yards. Yeah, that was that was my my personal best, and like I said, I used his his rifle that was dialed in, um, so we it, it wasn't a holdover or anything. We doped it in. Um, yeah. And I felt confident in that shot with my rifle too. But man, after after using his his gear, he had the uh, that Leica rangefinder that I was talking about, and it's called a uh, I'm probably butchering the name. I think it's called a Kessler, and it's a weather station if you will huh. and okay. they bluetooth to each other and you can put uh his unit you could put up to three different uh rounds in it and it takes your windage it takes your elevation it takes your humidity it takes all this stuff talks Good. to the range finder and he had that to where it, you can do it on inches you can do it on mills you can do it on moa that's wild and we just spun it to where it told us in it so it was a pretty cool deal wow Pretty cool deal. Yeah. Still got to make the shot, but, man, it sure It takes the guesswork uh, out of any of it. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Cool deal for sure. If you can go go west and get on something different, man, it's just a cool experience. Man, I know mule deer is definitely on my list. I know it's on yours, too. Absolutely. But it's just, yeah, especially 
my opportunities to go pronghorn hunting and stuff, you know, getting just a little taste of that environment, yeah. you know, a different environment, a different kind of hunting, man, it creates an itch. It yeah. really does. Not just to go back and kill another pronghorn, but to mule deer and elk and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, get 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 those on the board too. But, so, But shooting a big mature mule deer on top of my three mature whitetail bucks this oh, year, yeah. it's just, that, that's my first year to, to uh, tag out on my bucks here in Texas. Uh, not that I don't try every year, but I don't. <laughs> we always try to shoot mature animals. So right. Our our lower end is is five. We try to. We really try to get that six and seven. But yeah. It's good management. That's how you shoot the big ones, man. That's how you get the big ones. That's how you yeah how you get the big no, ones, well, especially yeah. if everybody's on the same page with right. that yeah. for sure. That helps for sure. I think I've talked to about it before, but we see a huge jump from that that four and five and five and six it's it's 20 30 inches a year it's kind of crazy to think about but yeah you have a, a nice you know 130 class you let him go a year and he's in the 50s you know just mm. from that one season so. oh yeah hot tip right there yep let him walk i definitely uh definitely recommend for sure that's how you get big deer yeah so when i'm talking about the that gear that i'm not real familiar with but getting out there hunting it's we were using the three three gear list would be he we were hunting with that that six five prc and it was a christian arms uh, mesa rifle which is a really cool mountain rifle it's lightweight uh it's factory rifle but it's right there at custom i mean like the bolt skeletonized and upgraded triggers than what normal rifles and it's it's still right there in the in the ballpark of uh around eleven hundred dollars so it's not like it's a crazy priced rifle right mm-hmm. yeah you know you put you had the varix 3 uh, scope on it uh so you're, you're looking under you know twenty five hundred dollars for basically a custom rifle but you pair that with the Leica rangefinder and the one i'm talking about is the uh, 2800.com and it bluetooths to that kessler and it's the kessler 5700 elite when you put those together Man, it's just it's that thing we talk about when you have the right gear and everything matches and you can go out there and hunt and then you miss the shot or you can do a little homework get the right gear dope in your scope to match your rifle and have that ballistic that you can enter into the system and it's man sure made that harvest clean yeah like i said that that buck never knew what hit him man a deer that really big cool too. So I'm hoping to get that for Christmas, the that rangefinder in that Kessler system. Yeah. Because we have shots like that. What you got? Nick's showing us what we're talking about here. Oh, okay. I yeah. got you. So we can post a link of that with this episode too, so that guys can can so look at it and yeah, see what we're uh, talking about here if they if they're not familiar. Kestrel uh, weather Kestrel, yeah. weather meters. <laughs> that is super cool. Yeah, so this just says it, it's a Kestrel line of ballistics weather meters combine environmental measurements with a ballistics calculator, allowing for higher target shooting accuracy. Yep. So They're really cool, too. They're not just for shooting. They're for all kinds of stuff. Uh, doing some research on it, I saw a lot of uh, wildland firefighter guys use them. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they got a whole list of different functions that you can do with them. Pretty cool little unit. That's crazy. Yeah, I've cool. seen them like I've seen them around. I just hadn't looked into them a whole yeah. lot. 
So I think that new system, like I said, that, that talks to your rangefinder with the Bluetooth technology, it's... And then, like I was saying, like, you, you hunt here in Texas and you, you go to the range and you, you sight in your gun, you can pretty much go, unless you go way far west out into the, you know, El Paso area mountains. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all the same as far as shooting. But you leave here and you go to New Mexico, uh, Colorado, anything like that, your elevation changes and, man, it really does affect your ballistics uh, for as your where your uh, where your rounds going so yeah with that you can you can put in where you're at and where elevation you're, you're at i'm not even sure if it, it might do it automatically it might it might go off your location but man maybe get the right gear and do right for your for your harvest yeah absolutely you're not, you're not wounding an animal you're 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 dropping him in his track so that's uh that's definitely something that we've said before yeah once uh once you get your Christmas present in, we'll have to we'll have to follow up with you on the, a little bit more detailed on exactly how it works and, and yeah. what all the capabilities are. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So maybe we could touch a little bit more on the uh, six five PRC. Yeah. So it's it's new. I think it came out in twenty eighteen. Like I was saying, um, I didn't really know much about it. I I know some guys that are hunting the Creedmoor. That's a great round too. Mm-hmm. Um, flat shooting accurate you know but if you really look into it it's only really good to out to about 500 yards far the as cream ha- more as far as having and and you know if you're just shooting paper which a lot of guys do that shoot targets all yeah. year and then they try to go out and hunt well yeah you can make a thousand yard shot with the cream more no problem if you're set up right right but doing a clean harvest on a on a big buck that's a different story because you got to have that energy so the energy that I've seen is it's it's about 500 yards. And this new PRC, which is the exact same bullet, just a different casing, mm. and like I said, it's it's souped up, man. It's uh it's like 3,100 feet per second, and uh, it's right there with the 300 wind mag. It's it's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's it's new. I mean, a two-year-old rifle cartridge is. is I'm gonna say that's new. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but wow, that thing was. That's cool. Yeah, I think. Well, we we shot both of uh, those mule deer on that hunt with that with that rifle, and I don't remember how many coyotes we shot. Um, we took one shot on a coyote at a thousand forty, and uh, I thought we hit him. Um, I was looking through the spot and scope, and his hair puffed. That's how close. Yeah. Of a miss it was. Man, that thing was dialed in. We got lucky. Dialed in. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to because. What I have right now is a like a ten year old Mossberg thirty out six with a ten years old. That's ancient. I know. That's all I'm hunting <laughs> with right now. And uh, I got a loophole three to nine by forty or by fifty on top, and it's just one of those like uh, quarter inch turn mm. dials on top and on on the side. And so I'm I'm needing to yeah. juice up my rifle game a little bit. So I got a bow. I got one of those too. It's about the extent of my rifle game. Is <laughs> I got a bow. <laughs> I need to get a new bow. Yeah, we've we've talked about that. Yep. We're get gonna you, have to get you down Cinnamon Creek. Yeah, you can only buy so much gear a year, you know. I know you. Uh, it's true. Your money has needed to go elsewhere <laughs> this year, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> no, man, get the good gear, and it it just makes everything that much more enjoyable. Yeah, mm-hmm. it absolutely. Really does. And, the, and it lasts you forever. I mean, I remember I, if you guys, you guys probably don't even know what I'm talking about. MTO 50, 
It was kind of the original, like, upper-end Cabela's rainproof, windproof, had scent lock liner in it, MTO 50. I, I think they still make it. I haven't looked for it lately because the stuff I have is still good, and it's, geez, I'm probably dating myself here, but uh, I think 18 years. Still, It's still, like, my main jacket and pant for... Mm. Really? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. No. A little, little vintage camo there, but yep. stuff's awesome. I'm all about buy quality up, up front. Mm. You don't have to buy anything else. You really, I mean, yeah. I know that a couple weeks ago when Brody was on here with us, he, he said the same when he was talking about his for gear sure. for his mule deer hunt. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and it, you don't have to buy the, the most expensive. And I'll say the most expensive is probably not the best. But just get good quality that you can afford, you know. Not the stuff from, you know, the big box stores that we yeah. don't yeah. like to go to. Because their stuff maybe last. I guarantee it's not going to last you this season. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Not if you hunt like that. Yeah, not if you hunt like we do. Kill four, four deer in yeah. that short period of time. <laughs> but, man, this whole year has been awesome. It really, you know, and I hate to say that just because of the year that everybody's had and the effect that the nation's had for 2020, but. Man, I started off uh, 2020 hunting, or not hunting, but fishing down in Mexico with my dad for a week, and it's just gone. It's been an awesome. It's just gone on. <laughs> yeah, awesome year in that perspective, for sure. Just resetting to the outdoors instead of getting exposed in the malls, you know. Yeah. Gross. Gross. Man. Well, Chance, we'll uh, we'll get ready to wrap it up here, but. Really awesome stories. Awesome you're able to come on here and, and talk to us about those. We really appreciate it, as always. It's a good time. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. So awesome. Thanks, for uh, again, for hosting us as well. This is probably our favorite our favorite environment to podcast in. So yeah. We love it here. It's awesome. It's awesome. Good dynamic you've created. Yeah, I think I mentioned it last time. We need to do a uh, campfire podcast uh, one of these days. Yeah, Absolutely. Can- Stay warm and have the crackling fire going, you know. That uh, that'd be awesome. Something that we need to do before it gets too hot again, you mm. know. So, which will be here in a month or two. It's today, know? I think it's supposed to be eighty or something today. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it, was like, it was like seventy yesterday. I know. The weather's been actually pretty nice. Cold mornings and yeah. mid sixties in the afternoon. It's been really nice around here lately. So sweating. All right, guys. Well, thank you all for listening to another. Fall Obsession podcast episode, episode 45, I believe, is what we established that this was going to be. So uh, appreciate you guys continuing to listen and continue to tune in every Monday morning. Again, we come out with a new podcast. So um, if you haven't already, hit that follow and subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. We are wherever you get your podcasts. So go check them out. Um, And uh, like I said, every Monday morning, tune in. Facebook, Instagram, subscribe on YouTube. That's where you're going to find all our content. We post daily um, content relevant to the everyday hunter and outdoorsman. Um, Fallobsession.com is the hub. That's where you can find all of our stuff online, reviews, articles, videos, photos, everything that we got. Um, Podcasts as well. We got a page on there for our podcast. And while you're there, if you have a suggestion, topic, you want to suggest or question or just general feedback, we got a form on that page, fallupsession.com slash podcast, that you can fill out and send it to us. We take criticism constructively for the most part around here. So <laughs> yeah. um, Nick and I will review whatever you got for us and uh, see what we can do to either bring it to you or make this better. So For sure. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. 
Chance, thank you again, man. Appreciate it. You bet. We will catch you guys next week for another follow-up session podcast episode. We'll see you later. See you later.